Forgotten Flicks remembers Girlfriend from Hell, 1989. Come on, your hot date is here. She looks like an angel. You are such a tramp. But get wise, guys. It's been a long time since I've been out on the town, and I'm about ready to raise some hell. How about you? She's the devil in disguise. I'm Frida. And I'm Ted. And I'm Satan. She's the girlfriend from hell. Shouldn't we get to know one another first? To know. Isn't she a scream? Well, if you think that's a scream, you gotta see her drive. Join us if you dare on a date you will never forget. Oh, I don't think this is a free ride. I want something in return. What? You're so... Girlfriend from hell. I'm really scared. What should we do? Well, first off, we don't invite Maggie along with us anymore. Daryl, yeah, is here. Peter, yeah, is here, and I am Joel Leolio. And somebody's beating their head against the microphone already. So I, I we're gonna just jump right into this one, fellas, because I feel like I do not want to waste any potential. Mm, how can I say time? What do you say? Stock oh. footage. Yes, I don't want to waste any video tape on the, on this one. So. Girlfriend from Hell, 1989. That's the movie we're covering. This is the, let me just get this out of the way. This is the fine, final official episode of Forgotten Flicks for 2015. Not forever, just for 2015. Uh, yep. We will have a bonus episode that will come out. This is coming out on, what would this be? So today is, we're recording this on the 13th. Mm-hmm. This comes out the 16th, right? <laughs> yes, because True. then, then, this, well, you okay, Daryl? Don't die on us. I know you were on a on a bus today. I don't. It was rough. It was rough. We we'll, we'll have to get that story in a little bit because I have a feeling we might be able to squeeze out ten to fifteen minutes on this one. So, <laughs> so you you know this is going to be a two and a half hour long episode. True. So Star Wars is coming out next week. This week we're about to enter. It's the week oh Star yeah. of the Star Wars. The Force yes. Awakens. And we yes. have decided, because all three of us are going to have seen it by the weekend, yes. and we are going to meet back up here next Sunday, a week from today, to do a bonus episode just to talk about that movie. We're going to do a no a spoiler-free review at, as best we can at the beginning. It will be spoiler-free, though, whether we loved mm-hmm. it, hated it, whether or not we're just thankful we still have the prequels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can you imagine if that's I'm, the reaction? I'm sorry, I don't know. You're talking about. Can you imagine if that's the reaction? It's like, well, guys, prequels? at least we still have the prequels. the prequels. No, what? What is that? I don't understand. I don't know. We'll find out, though. So we will be talking the Force Awakens. That will be a bonus episode that will go out, and then <clears throat> Forgotten Flicks is going to go on a temporary, by the definition of the word hiatus. I guess I could have just said hiatus because that is <clears throat> temporary. And then <clears throat> around yeah, February, Marchish, somewhere in there, it'll kick back up. We're gonna take a little break because. And this episode will be put out to the Forgotten Flicks feed, as well as uh, its new feed. There is going to be a new show, Retro Movie Geek. And why, you ask? Why? Why would you guys need another show? I mean, Forgotten Flicks, it meets all of our needs, both emotional 
psychological, and let's just say it, sexual. True. Okay. <laughs> Daryl's Darryl, like, I've been on a bus all day. Do I have to listen to this crap? So, Retro Movie Geek, though, is going to be our way of discussing movies like, I don't know, Rocky, or True Romance, or Terminator, or... I get, throw movies at me, guys. I'm only coming up with 80s action movies thus far and, and yeah. early 90s. Cobra. Co- okay, well, there's another 80s action movie. Aliens. Okay, Aliens. Yeah, basically, movies that aren't forgotten. Let's just be frank. Although, True Romance, I guess you could get into the debate. but And maybe some slightly newer movies than we typically cover on Forgotten <laughs> Flicks. Forgotten Flicks has sort of become the, the designated primarily 80s, occasionally 70s, occasionally early 90s, but movies like Girlfriend from Hell, which is the one we're going to cover now. So... Daryl, yes. When was the first time you saw this movie? Uh, on a bus. How old were you? Uh, forty-two. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this was about twenty, twenty-five years ago. Yeah. Okay. Well, it is now. Sad day. <sighs> it's a sad day. So, did it make your bus ride better? That's don't don't. We'll tease that out. We'll tease that out. Okay. So. You can almost hear it in his voice. You you really can. You really can. You really can. So I think even though the folks at this point will have heard the trailer, they would have heard the trailer for this movie, I think really to put them in, in the full mode, the full mode of what this movie is really like, I'm going to play about a minute and a half long exchange between two characters who really don't become the main characters until the last act of the movie, if you want to call it that. Because it's really mm-hmm. more like the last 20, 25 minutes where we shift gears and suddenly two characters that haven't been main characters are now the main characters. And I'm still trying to work that out in, in my head. But this is this is just an exchange between them. And I just want to give you this little clip. Well, can you just tell me what's going on with her? With you, with everything tonight? That woman is someone I've been chasing for a while. Maggie? Why, I've known her since, what, third grade? No, it's not Maggie I'm after. It's what's inside her. Inside her? Right, inside her. Although I'm beginning to like the outside, she has a very nice setup. What's inside her? You're going to think I'm crazy. I already do. Well, your friend, what's her name? Maggie. Right. Your friend, Maggie has been possessed by the devil. The devil? That's impossible. Maggie, she's... She's still a virgin. Really? Does she have a boyfriend? Why do you say she's been possessed? (laughs) Because I think I know a little about these things. Why? Because. Because why? Because it's my job, that's why. Why is it your job? Because Because why? Because. Because... Because I'm not tall enough to play for the Celtics. Are smart enough to count to ten. A lot, you know. One, two, give me a second here. Look, asshole, I want some answers. Now! Relax. I mean, settle down. Listen, I'm a devil chaser, and I've been chasing the devil for, uh, a long time now. The devil can jump inside anything. Cars, trees, bushes, monkeys, Republicans, even virgin bombshells named Maggie. It's incredible. I know. I didn't even think the devil existed. Neither did I until I got this job. (laughs) Oh, where do we begin? You ever felt that feeling where you hated someone for no reason? Where you really wanted to punch them in the face? Um... I feel, I feel that often. Usually, just standing there. 
Yeah, I feel it sometimes often when I see myself in the mirror. Well, I, I feel that way every time um, this actor, this chaser, talks. Dana, Dana Ashbrook. Dana Ashbrook makes me want to punch him in the face every. I didn't know I hated him until I hated him. Interesting. <laughs> That's an interesting um, way of putting it. I actually found uh, him perhaps one of the most tolerable aspects of this motion picture. I don't. I don't know how you could do that. <laughs> So, he are you, was this the moment? Was this the moment uh, when you realized you hated him? Listen carefully. Leave it to a woman to be in the middle of a devil hunt and have to take a leap. Uh, it was one of the times. I okay. mean, it was before that, but it was one of the times. So maybe even maybe even in the opening scenes when they're in, which by the way, where were they? I assumed it was the back lot for a western. Probably, yeah. Well, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the 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 budget didn't really go to sets in this one, I think. No, no there, were, there were mainly two: the the the, the, the house and the the desert. Okay, so I, I don't. I, well, I don't think the budget went to script writing or <laughs> scenery or actors or plot or. Well, you really don't need a budget for a plot, to be fair. I mean, it helps if you want to use it. Do you? Because you need the cocaine to keep... (laughs) You can write something coherent at that time. Okay, touche. However, so so am I going to have to... You know, I think I may have to play devil's advocate. (laughs) See what I did there? So, Girlfriend from Hell, 1989. Mm -hmm. Uh, It is a comedy-horror hybrid. I which, beg to differ. Which, which is a, which is another way to say it has neither comedy nor uh-huh. horror. Okay, I agree with that. Okay, well. it 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 makes one long for the Guardian. Yes. It. <laughs> I, okay, I'm gonna be. Let's just say this right now. the The biggest disappointment to me about this is that it's not that it's a quote unquote you know bad movie. Okay. It's a no-brainer. You watch the trailer, you see the poster, you know this is meant to be a cheesy, over-the-top, the yeah. late 80s kind of sex comedy thing. Here's right. where my problem is, based on what I remember seeing the trailer. The reason why, when we saw the trailer for this, I remember thinking, yes, this would be a great one to do. My primary motivator was I thought this was going to be a case of uh, main character is sort of the Griffin Dunn in After Hours, or maybe even the Keanu Reeves in The Night Before kind of character. A bit uh-huh. of a door. Uh, socially awkward he gets on this blind date with this girl who either becomes possessed during the date or was already and all sorts of shenanigans happen as they go on this wacky night on the town like that's what i thought this movie was going to be and they fall in love and in the end he falls in love with her demon self and they come out of this shell yes that's what I thought we were getting. That's what I thought too. I I don't even know what we got here because here's where I just uh, mild spoiler alert because it doesn't matter. No, because it's really hard to spoil anything. Or swallow here. this movie. Yeah, was that a pun? It, yes. Okay, okay. I, I thought a, it might be a freedom pun. Was it? Was it because it always reminded me of this? And how many times a week did you hear that in high school, Daryl? Every day. 
and I pulled my pants back up. Yeah, so we'll get to we'll get to that scene. I'm sure. I'm sorry. So, the 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 gist <laughs> of this is let's just let's just set this up. It, it was in that little clip that I played. The main character Maggie is possessed by this devil, which it's not just any random devil. It, I guess it, it's the it's Satan. I guess is she the main character. So we, theoretically, at the beginning, okay, so at the very beginning, we get a prologue without any idea that it's a prologue essentially mm-hmm. which i guess it really is it's kind of a prologue to the main story to the story proper where we're in this uh, desert uh, mountainous region that pretty much looks like the vast majority of low budget westerns yeah. from the 1950s this was probably one of those areas several miles outside of la where they would shoot a lot of those that's what it reminded me of yeah so i guess at first i thought it was a science fiction film because yeah, we've got because these yeah, red light lands from outer space. Basically, right. from Basically. from the sky, yeah. which is where the devil would come from, based on <laughs> the yes. idea of the devil, right? He would come from the sky. And so oh. so then that's the red beam of light, presumably, because yeah. red does signify yeah. evil. And then yeah. this Same. bluish beam, I believe, I, to be fair, I was watching a copy off YouTube, so... It comes yep. down after it, and what appears is Castiel from Super... I'm sorry, no, it was not Castiel from Supernatural. It was... Daryl's favorite character, the 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 devil chaser, known by the name that rivals unobtainium for its obviousness, Chaser. Yes, yes. Or you could call so. him uh, knockoff Kyle Reese. Or that you could yeah. you could have called him that if what that he would did, have been an insult though. But okay, to, to, oh, to, this movie to, is an insult to many other films. Well. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> they dress him exactly like Kyle Reese. Okay. With the yeah. coat and sawed off shotgun. Okay, well, he. he Ray gun. And, yeah, but, yeah, but Dana Ashbrook is kind of the only person I recognize. Well, from no, anything. and James Karen. Well, and James Karen. Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, yes. Well, there really were only two people. Well, the Purdue yeah. guy, right? Didn't the chicken Purdue dude that played his father? Well, who played, played Carl's uh, father? No, he was the guy. James Karen was the uh, one of the two guys in Return of the Living Dead and uh, Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Remember they get yeah, yeah, infected yeah. And, and they he slowly played, uh, change. Uh, the, yeah, he played the shy guy's uh, father in this. Yeah, one. James Garen. He he played. Yeah, he yeah. did commercials for chicken. Was he? Oh, was he the Purdue guy? Uh, yeah, uh, well, not the Purdue guy. He did some type of. He did. I think he did a chain of grocery store commercials. I think you're right because I feel like we talked about that for something else. Because I see him acting like this, and it's so weird because he did those commercials, and he was supposed to be not like that. So yes. it's so weird to see him yes. play this kind of character. And but I he, don't... He was the funniest one. Yeah, he well, he's, he literally had one scene. Yeah, basically. And, and that was the best one out of the film. Yeah. Oh, and he, and he was? Okay, I was, I was going to guess, and I was going to add the caveat, I might be wrong in this, but it turns <laughs> out I'm right. He was in Poltergeist. He's the guy who... Uh, uh, Craig T. Nelson's character, Mr. Freeling, works for mm-hmm. at the end yeah. where he's like, yeah. you yeah. moved the stones, but you didn't move the bodies. Why? Yeah. Why? That whole scene. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. <laughs> that is really hard on your pipes. All right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so here's the deal. This happens at the beginning. We are, I guess, a st- even though, I were they in purgatory at that point? Was that supposed to be purgatory? Because he makes a comment about them coming. He from says purgatory. he didn't go to purgatory because they've been. No, he didn't want to go to purgatory. Right. Yeah, he didn't want to go because purgatory was hell, basically. Right. That's what he <laughs> said. But it, it's not. 
No, I don't think. No, I don't. I don't know where the hell they went. He he, did, he had it that. It was never uh, explained. No, he had that box thingy. He that kind of they moved from time and and space and dimensions and so it might have been a slight science fictiony thing. Apparently, they moved from one adventure to the next, like one pair yeah. of movies, I guess, to the next. Well, wow. could you imagine if this had been a series of five or six movies? It would have been amazing. If this, actually, this would have, if somebody else would have got a hold of it, this could have been a TV show. A terrible, yeah. terrible TV show. Yeah. One of, one of those that would have been in syndication in the 90s. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. On par with, so. On par with what? Say it. You know you want to say it. What? Sliders? Well, a lot of Hey, you know, I kind of like sliders. I didn't say Sliders was bad, but I'm saying that that was the premise of the those type of shows were syndicated. Okay, okay I, I get your point. So, well, anyway, the this Chaser character is hunting down with some sort of prop from the original Battlestar Galactica blaster-looking gun, and he, at one point, I guess, finally tracks down the thing he's chasing, which at this point, by the way, we don't know what it is. We just know that he's yelling a lot of expletives at it. Mm-hmm. So it, then I see but he's a man's man. He really is. He's very, very manly. <laughs> and at one point, I see glowing uh, Easter grass. You know the kind you put in a kid's basket. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was, or a Brillo yeah. pad. I'm not sure what that was. And something like that. Yeah. And then he blasts it, and yes. it goes away. And he goes, Ah, yes. I'm not getting off that easy. And then all of a sudden, we are in a car. With Di- is it Diane? Isn't that the best friend of Maggie? Oh, what about yeah, Diane and? Well, that comes later, doesn't it? Oh, I, I thought it came. I out. think it. No, no, no. I think you're. I think you're getting your. Uh, yeah, the snake. No, wait order. a minute. No, 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 no. I think it does. The snake that crawls up his leg and he blasts it, and that's then he fall it. over, and then the snake starts yeah, to crawl yeah. up, and then it cuts. But wasn't that? Didn't we go to? The car it cuts after it? the snake crawls under under the okay leg, and then it cuts to another scene. Got it. Okay. Yeah, if you say so, I really yeah, don't yeah, care I, enough to argue. So, <laughs> listen, I I endured. <laughs> you endured. I endured. I, I almost thought you said I adored. No. And I was gonna have to just put hit pause real quick. All right. So. <laughs> okay. He, yeah, we're going to the the that was the Diane and. I don't remember her. What was her? Which one was her boyfriend? Let's see, I'm looking know. at IMDb. David, I think. Dude David? number yes, five. Yes, I don't yes. even know. Yeah, David, but yeah. played by James Doughton, and Diane uh, Leslie Dean was the actress. And they are driving a car, the sort of the classic 80s preppy rich kids. Although, yes. you could argue everyone in this movie, I'm assuming, was supposed to be late high school <laughs> age. They all were not. One of them was a day under 30. No. No way. No. no. Maybe. Okay. They, Diane could pass for 25. Action. I think Diane could have possibly passed for 25, and maybe even Maggie. But the vast, certainly all the guys, like all the guys were in their late 20s. Easy. Yeah. They had to be. I haven't done the math on their ages to know, but they, there's not a one of them looked. If they had made, said they were college age kids, I would have bought it way more than the implication. Because the, the one guy, Carl, the one who ends up being on the blind date with Maggie, uh, yeah. he's at home with his parents. And I think at one point they make a comment about teenager, him being a teenager. Like, There's yeah, no so. way he's a teenager. No way. And, and his dad is real, real nice to him too. Yes, he gives him very good parental advice. She's real. He's uh, real nice to him and his aunt. Yeah, <laughs> it's odd. Oh yes, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so 
the the basic setup is that that, that this chaser character is hunting down a beam of light apparently that can transform itself into a glowing uh, batch of Easter grass and slash snake and yeah. that he it then, looks like a pentagram sometimes yes it does it's, glowing. Yeah. it's yes. glowing yes very subtle and yes. so <laughs> we cut to the car Diane and David are discussing this date situation that they you know friend of his friend of hers. And I swear the scene went on forever. It did. And that is immediately what jumped out at me about this movie. This is a this is a case of we did one draft of of the script Mm -hmm. and lots of dialogue because, look, it's a low budget deal. I get that. And I get that you have to take that into consideration that when something's low budget, dialogue is cheap to shoot. I get it. But nothing was edited, it looks like. Nothing. No, I was just going to say that. Maybe the, it says the movie was uh, around 90 minutes. That's probably what they shot. They couldn't edit anything out because that would be, yeah. I wrote down, Did you? I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but it, I wrote down a, a one-to-one shooting ratio. And back in the day when they would actually use film, or or even video to some degree, but definitely with film, they would shoot... Every like say you shot three takes, you would use one. So it was a three to one yeah. shooting ratio. Okay, the, but the low low budget stuff, the Roger Corman stuff, the kind of stuff where you would watch and you go, they know that the actor screwed up right there. Why wouldn't they retake? Because they didn't have the money to retake. Because film stock and processing cost a lot more money and yep. is a lot more expensive than nowadays. You know, sticking it on a hard drive. So. Yep. They, but I was watching this thing, and this had to be like a one-to-one, maybe a two-to-one ratio, because it's not that the actors, and in fact, I will say this, for this kind of movie, the level it is, and I realize I'm adding a whole bunch of caveats, but the budget, the style, the, everything about it, the broadness of the comedy, if quote fingers in the air on comedy, the actors themselves, some of them. I felt like did the best they could, and nobody. There was a couple of the supporting actors where they really were very wooden. And, yeah, but, but yeah. I guess I felt, as, especially Maggie, once she goes into her demon mode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's over the top. But I felt that she was good in what she did. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I think see, she played what she was supposed to play. Yeah, she did. Basically. She did. Yeah. I didn't feel as if I was. Uh, there was too many scenes where you're watching it, and certainly the leads. You didn't have that moment where they were talking and 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 yes, I will go down and fight him to to find myself triumphant. Uh, it was never that awkward. Okay, this person's obviously never acted a day in their life kind of situation. The acting was very broad. It was very uh, big. Everything was big, but it wasn't. God awful! Like that's not right. the criticism to me. That that was not no. the point. No, no. But I, I mean, uh, they have been in other stuff. The cast, mm-hmm. so and some sure. of them not not bad movies. I mean, not the greatest movies in the world, but uh, I mean, Dane Ashbrook has yes. been in a shit ton. Of movies, yes, he was so. in a lot. He's on Twin Peaks too, wasn't he? <clears throat> well, yeah, he was Bobby. Yeah, he was in. Uh, he was he the one that was in? He wasn't in. Um, not Buffy. He was in, uh, what am I trying to think of? I'm, I'm cheating now looking. Oh, he was in Return of the Living Dead Part 2, along with James Karen. That's kind of cool. Waxwork, which I think is Waxwork. great. I like Waxwork. She's out of, out of control. Yeah, She's right. out of control. He's yes. in that one, too. Yes, I haven't seen it in a long time. I remember loving it because of full disclosure. Because, I bet you did. Yes, mainly because of her. bouncy scene. Yes. However, mm-hmm. I have a feeling if I watch. Yes, yes. I have a feeling if, <laughs> if and when we cover that one, that's going to be painful. 
That's going to be a- yeah. I actually, it's not that long ago I watched it again, and uh, <laughs> my memory of it was better. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're saying is just leave it in my memory. Got it? Yes. Yeah. Go see the bouncy. Oh, he was in Ghost Dad. Who oh, Dane Ashbrook? Yes. Oh, he was in Sundown, the Vampire in the Tree. Uh-huh, That's a Bruce Campbell, Campbell movie. movie. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Dawson's so, Creek. Don't I mean, judge me. I watched it. He was in that. I watched it too. Okay, I'll judge you. <laughs> so nothing wrong with that. Yeah. So and you're harsh today. I know. I can't. can't I can't imagine. Yeah. I think you all feel a little hard. Oh, the Willies. He was in the. He was in the Willies. The one that uh, Jason and I covered way back when. With also with James Karen. So obviously those two know each other. Yep. Probably more than likely. Even though none of their yeah. scenes were together in either of those movies. But no. <laughs> whatever. So yes. Uh, but you know, and and Brock. Oh, the Brock. Oh, the the we'll, birthday we'll boy the bit with the birthday boy yeah I was like I wrote down two movies he's been in Creepozoids and Vice Academy I've actually heard of Ooh. both of them I've never seen either yeah either. me too I've seen bits of is, Creep, is of. Creepozoids a full moon or not I feel like that's a full moon movie but maybe uh, not. I'm not sure okay yeah uh, I was just putting it in context for for good movies gotcha yeah I feel as if one I, you know I think Creepozoids may have been back in the Empire days. It looks yeah, yeah David, David DeCocto so. is the director. Yep, Linnea Quigley. It, it looks like it would have been a Charlie Brand Band production. The the cover reminds me very much of that that era yeah. in Mr. Band's. Yeah, that was the era where the covers were actually much better than Dude, the movies. He was in Hobgoblins. Who? Ken Abraham Rocco. Oh, the guy who played. <laughs> have you ever seen the MST3K of Hobgoblins? If you uh, want to wet your pants. If you want to wet your pants, that's that's you should have watched that today on the bus, Daryl. Oh, you mean again? Yes. <laughs> I want to wet my but, but, pants but for again. good cause this time. Yeah, this time. Oh, okay. So, I almost feel like we really—that's the movie in a nutshell. They they go to they're, they're oh, going. Oh, you, yeah, you have to mention they're going to a birthday party. They the are word goddamn birthday party. That the guy didn't even want. Well, no kidding, he didn't want. He has like six friends, <laughs> and two yeah. of which are perhaps. There are, there two, are two of them don't want to be there. Well, here's the thing: there are stereotypes, and there are one-dimensional characters, and then there's the characters in this movie. Between the fact that Carl <laughs> and Maggie, that the who I, you would have thought were the leads, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Carl's the only one at the beginning, the beginning of the movie that we get much backstory on. They're yeah, really they the only two we see in their homes. Right, I think other than well, Rocco, obviously, yeah, and his yeah. girlfriend. Well, because, Rocco. Yeah, but what I mean Rocco. is that we see Carl's family, and we see yep. her getting ready for the party. So I guess we get a little bit of insight into them on their own in their environment. But, you know, we get just a hint of backstory on them at the beginning, and this, yeah. the yeah. whole setup of this thing is that this is these are the two main characters. She's going to get possessed, and so ultimately, I would have think thought that Carl was the protagonist yeah, yeah, yeah. having to deal with this situation, but. No, that is nope. not how this transpires. And they go to this party, but they obviously these poor people suffer from extreme social anxiety. But they play it. Oh, you think? Well, but I mean, <laughs> but, they, but it's played so ridiculously broad that even by yeah. 80s standards, it's standards. It's just. <laughs> well, I mean, it seems like the 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 motto of this movie is bitches be tripping. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. Yeah, they be slapping though, because there is more physical violence, a woman on man physical violence in this because, movie. Yeah. Because they're all crazy. Don't you yeah. get it? That's what the yeah, story is telling us. Are, 
I'd all put it down. Chaser sure gets beat up a lot. Yeah, all the women are crazy. And Rocco. Yeah. yeah, they are. Well, yeah, but Rocco gets uh, that. Let's see Rocco who else. Gets, Somebody else does. I feel like there's somebody else that gets. Well, Rocco and and Chaser gets beat up a lot. Okay. Oh, his uh, mother. Remember, his mother got uh, punched the father in the face. Yes, that was uh, what it was. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have to set that up. So Carl, uh, Maggie's blind date, is getting ready. He's very nervous to the point where I guess he's going to throw up, and then he passes out on the bathroom floor. Well, he does throw up and then pass out. Okay, yeah. that's that. Yeah, that's what that's what I thought I saw. And his parents are worried about him. Of course, mom comes to the door, calls over dad cameo by james Carey. i'm thinking okay great cool i like him and then the father aka james karen's character mm-hmm. proceeds to give his son some advice uh daryl do you recall what that advice was on how to deal with his blind date take your tongue and stick it in her ear <laughs> and then, like that and then the mother who's upset and offended by such a uh, 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 suggestion peter what does he re- <laughs> reply to the mother I, I honestly I blanked it out. <laughs> did you? You mean just like I did your sister? Yeah, your sister really liked it. Yeah, your, oh, yeah, 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 that was like, like yeah. yeah, yeah, your sister that's liked it. Like, yeah. yeah. And then she slugs him. When she, yeah, that's when she slugs him. Yeah, yes. That's so right. And she he falls down. It falls down like a sack of taters. That was, that was when yes. the movie goes down. That's when the movie went down. Not the opening that made no sense or the scene of a couple driving in a car at night, but yet when we cut to the people getting ready it's for the day, broad it's daylight. broad daylight. Not that. That was, it was the falling of James Karen. It was, it was really when he fell out of the frame. And then it's like, okay, well, we can only, only one word, only one direction to go from here. So <laughs> the same direction that James Karen just went down. Yeah. So. We proceed to the party, as you said. It's a party of about six. Uh, back to my one-dimensional stereotype discussion. <sighs> there are a couple of people that they'll eventually meet that will then come back to the party with them. Uh, I, I get that the whole um, Bible thumper stereotype <laughs> is an easy target. But nuns with a gun. What'd you say? Out of nuns with a gun. Yeah, there's oh, lots yeah, of nuns, yeah. With nuns with guns. In in for and we'll have to. Actually, you know what? Let's just jump to that because that's when they're going. That's when they're going from the birthday party to the restaurant. Which, that's right. Okay, that, so that, they're at a birthday party. Yes, restaurant in the world. They go, they go to a birthday party at at Rocco's house, and his girlfriend's putting it on. And while there, this is where Maggie and Carl meet. This is also where Maggie, who is all upset after Carl did what his father told him and shoved his tongue into her ear, even though this is a guy yeah. who's. Yeah, can barely talk, but he's going to do that. So he wants the bathroom to be sick. She goes outside for a breath of fresh air and conveniently to be blasted by the devil beam of light. Yes, the red light. And almost almost immediately after that, here comes Chaser on his beam, riding his beam of light, and he crashes (coughs) into her. First thing out of his mouth is being, hey, how you doing? And she slugs him because now she's demon girl, I guess. And she slugs him, knocks him out cold throws him in a closet, and rather than just doing away with him then, which would have made her life so much easier, but it wouldn't set up jokes, quote-unquote, no. for later. And he kind of disappears for a long he, period. Yeah, she puts period. him in the closet, and apparently he cannot take a punch because no. she no, puts him in there. for a shitload of time. Yeah, the, most yeah. of the movie. Most yeah. of the movie. So he's knocked out cold. She, uh, They get in the car to go to the restaurant. She runs up to get Carl, but before she does, she goes through her magical wardrobe change. 
Very cool right. 80s effect there. And she's now got the big mall hair and the shoulder pads and the bustier and the whole and the gloves, you know, so with the, with the fingers showing, you know, the whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah. That's great. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She goes to get Carl, who apparently smells like vomit, or otherwise mm-hmm. like, I, I presume she would have done him in then, but she doesn't. No, no, smells no, like no, vomit. no. She pours, uh, she pours uh, some mouthwash. or something, yes. Yeah. And so they go downstairs. She asks if she can drive, to which David mm-hmm. agrees for some reason. Uh, it's his car. And then they take off. Well, as they're driving, we cut to the scene. Very not from Which Karen. makes no sense at all. Well, these nuns, they're just standing in an alley, I guess, or yep. on, on the corner in some bad area, right. presumably. I mean, or at least a very, an area that is not well lit at night. No. And is, one, is, of, one of them drops a gun. Yeah, one of them just drops a gun. Yeah, Mother Superior says, uh, uh, "What do you have this? What's what do you have this for?" And she says, "For protection." And she says, "Protection from what? Violence." Which I don't know. I uh, yeah. And then the car comes barreling down on them. Mm-hmm. It, it does. And we find out that that's not just one of the nuns is armed, because, uh, like Daryl said. Nuns with guns. Yes. Yeah. As it turns and rocket, out, and rocket launchers. Yeah, they have an RPG at one point, <laughs> and, and because yes, and she tries to uh, the demon woman tries to run them over. They open fire, and it, and I guess I guess in theory, this, hey, so, this might be where they spent the budget. I think very well might have been, and I, I honestly I can picture the writers meeting on this one to some degree, or at least with the producers getting together. Say, okay, we got to have something to punch up between the birthday party. And the restaurant. Well, what can we do? Well, she's a demon. She's the devil. So who's really against that kind of thing? Like, who would be a good antagonist for the devil? Well, I, I the, the Catholic Church, because you got the exorcist. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. But, you know, the priest, the, the, that thing has been done. What about what about nuns? Well, what are they going to do? Are they going to come after her with a ruler or something? No, 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 no. No. Firearms. Yeah, Nuns yeah. with, just wait, wait for it. With guns. Guns with guns. Yeah. Now, if this was a joke that had maybe been set up in a different way. If, or set up at all. At, at all. <laughs> if this is if this is a joke that had paid off later on as well. If this is a joke that maybe, uh, I don't know, uh, was funny. Then... I would say great. But see, this is inherently the issue. And I kind of feel like this may be one of those episodes. This is this may go down as being on par with when Jason and I covered uh, Caveman, <laughs> where it's, yes. just, it's pretty much just <laughs> us being douche nozzles about this movie. So if you like this movie, I apologize. I, well, I, I you might be surprised. Uh, uh, whoa, whoa. OK. Whoa. A plot twist. Plot twist, oh, crying game, no, psycho. No. OK. All right. How the uh, hell can I keep that up? No. <laughs> Oh, well. <laughs> you should have. You should have kept it up. All right. Yeah. I know. Uh, so, uh, this, they, after running over the nuns, were attempting to and getting shot at. They get to this restaurant, <laughs> and I, I have. I. I, 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 I God, damn it, this restaurant. Look at. The, did you did, look at the chairs Peter, and Peter? The, the, can I just say they, this real quick, Peter? I might just take you stumbling over that. That was and great. Play it on a loop. Yes. Like an extra minute and a half, just so people feel like you're so flustered <laughs> and frustrated. Yeah, but, but, but explain it to me, please. It's lo- it looks. It doesn't look like they're inside. It looks like they're in some kind of party tent. 
and they put up lawn chairs and tables. My guess is okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna again pun totally intended. I'm gonna play devil's advocate. Uh-huh. I say that this movie was done obviously shoestring budget. Okay, yes. they more than likely had. It start. I, I'm just totally. This is 100% speculation. It is my opinion. It does not reflect anything approaching reality or truth. It is literally. I'm making this up as I go along. This is my guess, especially after watching that uh, uh, Menachem Golan, which I finally found out how to pronounce that guy's name, and a Globus documentary, the Electric Boogaloo thing. After watching how they would do their their pitch sessions for movies, I feel like that's what this was. Somebody came up with a poster, a title, and a pitch. And was able to raise just enough money to get it made. And then it was about getting it shot in 12 days. And in that scenario, especially if you're in a town like L.A. or something where you have to get all the permitting and blah, blah, blah. It is a lot easier, faster, and cheaper to do something like set up a tent and sort of dress it to somewhat resemble. Yeah, yeah, but but at least make it look uh, consistent. Because when they come out and they talk to the the maitre d' or whatever that hell that mustachioed porn guy was and they said there's no tables all tables but we had reservations i'm sorry i can't seat you and she they they were and the, it changes so drastically from some you can see he's actually standing inside at a bar or something and then when they get out to the chairs i mean they're walking on grass for christ's sake well they're walking on grass but also weren't there other tables that were open I don't, well, yeah i don't feel like it looked it didn't look packed it, it did no, it did not. <laughs> so, although so, I, I did like the waiter after he uh, when he walks away to get the wine, yes. so he, he kind of uh, subtly flips her off. <laughs> yes, yes, because she's giving him crap. Because at this point, Maggie is yeah. full on possessed, and she's being. Oh. Yeah, it's funny. She actually seemed more to me like an '80s rocker. Like this, yeah, is, she this did. is this is how an '80s. Like if if Alita Ford type would have been hanging out with you and your buddies back in the day, she's so sassy. Yeah, she'd be very sassy and talking crap and chugging red wine out of the bottle and you know being all like, "Hey, look at my big mall hair." But there was nothing demonic about her. So, but this is the point where the honestly, it was so ridiculous. It, It went past. Not funny into borderline offensive just for the way they were. The the Bible Thumper character, Ted, and what was it, Frida? Frida. That Frida. was so ridiculous. It was literally like as if somebody wrote those characters who has never, ever met somebody that may have gone to church. Right. That it was literally something that they're like, you know what? I bet you anybody who's into all that stuff, totally going to be like this. They're going to be, uh, well, first off, I guess they're supposed to be teenagers who can get wine at a restaurant. That just occurred to me, too. But that that aside, uh, uh, who, who who are coming from, what was it, like Bible day camp or something? Yeah, I think, that, yeah, I think they've been at a, a, some kind of camp or something. It was, it was so re- it was so broad as it's like really like nobody goes this isn't that this is not it was like the nun thing you're like i mean the humor in this is i i wrote down childish first but i kind of changed my mind after it's like it's it's not funny i'm not i i mean there there are bits and pieces in here that maybe kind of chuckle a little bit i know that sounds weird but the humor is it's like I can't you, find me love. You, 
Should we hang up now? And this so, show's over. Yeah. <laughs> and the final episode of Forgotten Flicks ends with fireworks. Uh, no, I, I, I'm it's joking. like you have a bunch of friends. You kind of laugh uh, and have fun. <laughs> and there's one who, who's kind of always late with the joke. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, it's like he comes up with a joke about six months too late when it's not funny anymore. Mm-hmm. It, 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 this movie feels like that. Yeah. And and yeah, and then he'll call you up and tell you out of context, so you have no idea what he's talking about. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, even though I, I did like some of this stuff in this movie, but uh. if you want to have character, I get the idea was that these characters are supposed to be very sexually repressed. The the couple are uh, supposed to be very prudish, yeah. but it was so ham fisted. It was so just it wasn't funny i mean it wasn't no and it was still frida got the best lines of this movie yes frida uh, let's just cut to it so uh, they go go back to the house after the restaurant i'm sure there's, there's other stuff there's a fight in an alley blah 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 doesn't matter there is, so, oh yeah that's right where she she yeah that's right she kind of kind of uh, possesses, possesses him but Carl doesn't to, so he can beat them up See, and then that's when I thought the movie was going to be like what I thought we were getting I thought from that point they leave the restaurant and then she takes yeah. him out of the town and gets him in all kinds of shenanigans and trouble right. and that is n- and then okay so she causes him to get in a fight with these big burly dudes although the main leader of them was not no. and, yeah and so but I guess he had some karate type moves and she uh. Ends up making Carl stand up to him and be strong, and then of course afterwards he's all about to cry because he's oh my my mouth hurts from him punching me, <laughs> and so they go off. Well, you think okay now we're gonna go. She's gonna take him to a bar. And she's gonna take him here, and he's gonna be in so much trouble, and the, they're gonna do crimes. And no, they go back to the house. Yeah, mm-hmm. they apparently go first, and then the others go in the car because when they come back, you hear Carl and her going at it upstairs. Yes. Well, they think they're going at it, which is not. True. Well, here's the thing. Is it me? This is a R-rated 1989 comedy that's meant to be vulgar and sexual. That's the implication of the trailer. It's meant to have that element. Yeah. Was it the the tamest? It wasn't even tame. It was. <clears throat> it was PG. I mean, I think yes, it, it there was, was a few f bombs, and then a little later on, we'll get to it. Literally, a scene that defines gratuitous nudity because it was so out of nowhere. It was that that. Other than that, though, you take that out of this movie it is PG, mm-hmm. maybe PG thirteen because you could say the implication of what she's doing to them and some of the innuendo. They, I guess, you could say they might have given it a PG thirteen. I don't know, but I'm just saying. They forced the R because she literally to take their let's just give it get out of the way to take their souls. She straddles them. They're clothed. She's clothed. Some fog comes into the bathroom. She literally doesn't move. She's just sitting on them. So I guess she's writing him sexually, but you don't. But she don't really maybe, get that from the maybe when she's she's just sitting on him, you can hear. That's the soul leaving them. Yeah, because well, they say she's sucking their souls out. Yeah, but he says it's like he's sucking. Yes, their souls. There's yes, a little there's, pause there's there. A pause for, there. So you can chuckle and you can laugh, which you didn't. That goofy laugh. Is it is it is it a goofy laugh, Peter, or is it is it a little more? I don't know. Like, Daddy, that's nasty. <laughs> Or, uh, 
She is. She is. She's she the best. Is. That, she so, makes this. Uh, really, if it wasn't for that scene, oh. and I, I would have no sound bites, I would have nothing. You're right. <laughs> no, and I, I, just the way she plays it, the way she she looks at it, and and he's just sitting there with a big smile because. Well, yeah. well let's set this up, let's, Peter. Let's set this up because people have no idea what we're talking about. Because I'm I'm going to okay. say it's a safe bet that there might be <clears> one person out there. Vince, I'm looking at you. Who has who has seen this movie? Uh-huh. Uh, so, uh-huh. no, I have no idea. I'm just guess. I'm just being a smartass. So, okay. <laughs> so the the Frida is the uh, one half of the Bible thumper couple. Yeah, it, it kind of starts in the living room when when uh, Maggie kind of puts her hand down his crotch and some lights show. Yes, yeah, so I guess she has like an ET smile. thing happen where she touches it yeah. and and heals it. I, I don't know what she did to it. I don't know. Only it that easy. Maybe, I don't know. If only it was that easy. Well, and, and we also have to say that she had taken Carl off the character who we totally thought was the protagonist. And under oh, yeah. normal circumstances, I'd be impressed by such a plot twist. But in this case, it just made me more confused. Where after having sexual relations with him, Boy, I this? guess, he's the, the fog clears away and he's sort of this husk. Yes. Because apparently getting your soul sucked out doesn't just take your soul. It literally takes all the hydration out of your body as well. Oh, yeah. Apparently, yes. Right. All the bodily fluids. Right. Got it. So he's yeah. left his his whatever that is is left up there. We learn later it's not technically a corpse because he's not dead, even though he totally looks dead. And she goes downstairs, <laughs> heals Ted's wee wee. And later on, when they're all hiding from her rampage, I guess, Frida and Ted are in a closet. And, and up to this point, he's pretty much had the exact same deer in a headlight expression. Uh, you're just staring off into space. Um, because he I had think, his pee-pee I think in the, in a, a, a Jim Deeds put it, the blowjob face. Um, I think you said that in one of your episodes, though. The blowjob face. I don't think that's the face he had, honestly. I think the face he had was more like deer in the headlights because he got his pee-pee touched. That was the face. Well, yeah, because that's the first time it's ever happened. Because he got right. his pee-pee. He said because he got his pee-pee touched. Well, and then we learned Frida's very upset. She wants... She wants <laughs> to know if there's anything she can do to help him get break this that's trance. What, that's when he gets the face. That's yeah. when he got the face because he break that demon spell to which uh, Frida realizes that mm. if she quote unquote does it. Now at this point we can only speculate what it is because she not no one's saying anything specific. No one's making any movement to do anything. They're just discussing everything in pronouns and vague expressions that leave us scratching our heads and more befuddled than we were before. But then she replies to him It's bad girls like Maggie that make decent girls like me do this sort of thing. Right. Yeah, you're right, girlfriend. (laughs) <laughs> and and he does he does say well he nods with that that well, face he, nods, yeah. he does he nods with that face uh, that uh, if she does this thing it will it will help him to which she then <laughs> I can't it's so ugly <laughs> that was a good laugh she made me laugh that's a good line so that made me cry a little bit <laughs> flashback is it like PTSD for you <laughs> it's so ugly. So, so then uh, she. Uh, I think when she first reached, she now apparently does not have. <laughs> she does not have the magical touch. Shit, my house. It really is. It's a metaphor for all of life's woes. By the yes. way, this movie totally makes me love. Can't buy me love. By comparison, just so we're clear. Oh God! Great movie. Yeah, uh, you say so. So then. 
she touches it, and unlike Maggie, has this reaction. Hold on. I might get to play it. Daddy, that's nasty. <laughs> I, just, I love what she says. That. Been you, there. Yeah. You, Daddy, that's nasty. And, and I say it's not nasty. It was just what God gave me. <laughs> so... <laughs> So she she proceeds to fall asleep in his lap because it reminded me of Heather Graham and License to Drive. She yes. falls over in to Corey Haim's lap and then she starts to uh, snore because literally that's the level of movement. My tears. Huh? I'm going to wipe my tears okay. there. I know. It, it was So that's the thing about this movie. All the sexual <laughs> stuff, there's no there's no movement. There's no indication of anything actually occurring, and that's no. it. And and then then he fla- he kind of falls back with his goofy look on his face, and the end. I, yeah, that's it. Well, the yeah, end. end scene. So end scene. Ultimately, Rocco is taken up to the bathroom by Maggie. Rocco yes. turned into a husk Rocco. again. No movement, just a husk. Oh. Teddy is a little bit later turned into a husk. Yes. David uh, doesn't, do we, he just disappears. I don't even know what happens to him. No, I was just going to ask you, what the hell happened to David? He gets knocked out know. and then nothing. That's later. So, okay. but but <laughs> when uh, Frida is in the bathroom <laughs> dropping a deuce, or two, <laughs> she yeah. finds very much the final girl situation, finds the bodies in the tub. Yeah. And this is her scream. He's referring to Maggie, by the way, not uh, Frida. Uh, no. So that is where we are, folks. Bodies as husks. Maggie on the loose. Chaser shows up. Oh, I'm sorry. Chaser was a lot knocked unconscious. Maggie. Yeah, oh, he, he kind of wakes up now. Yeah, yeah. He gets up. I guess after they've come back from the restaurant, and she started turning people into husks. Mm-hmm. So this is a good almost hour into the movie. He he's yeah regains consciousness because you know he's needed now for the plot. And yes, of course. Well, now the movie now shifts gears because we go from Maggie Carl, presumably, mm. to Chaser and Diane. Diane. Yeah. Friend from beginning of movie and peripheral <clears throat> character up to this point, Diane. Great. They join forces uh, with Frida as a pseudo sidekick, I guess, yeah. kind of. Exactly. Until she's turned into a fish and t- thrown into a. <laughs> yeah, she's turned into a goldfish. That's right. Yeah, or something. <clears throat> and, and so they end up, though. He has a transporter device of some sort, and yeah, they... just to make this clear, just want to so so folks can understand. Yeah, we don't get it either. Yeah. Oh no. I mean, literally. Oh I, yeah. I am, and yeah. I have no notes in front of me. I am literally doing this from memory, and I am actually shocked at how clear this is compared to what I remember. You're scary. Actually, I have a line here I wrote down. This movie is a bit of a chore to get through. <laughs> <laughs> the ninety-two minutes. So the uh, they end up. Standing, I think it's when they're poolside, right? She, the transporter, she, I guess, they're fighting over because Maggie's going to unleash her wrath, whatever. And, yeah. the, and, and we've also, in that scene that I played earlier where they were going back and forth, where uh, he said your friend's name, even though she had said it 18 seconds earlier. Uh, and, and then he makes, she says the whole joke about 
why would you why would you be a demon chaser or a devil yeah, chaser? Yeah, just like yeah. too not tall enough to play for the Celtics. I guess it's a joke that Celtics fans would get. I don't know. I hear clicking, which makes me think that Daryl is completely tuned out and is probably playing a game right now. I got twelve points. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. So and oh we also did was that around the time too that Maggie is that when Maggie gets booted out the window and they do the stunt? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. It happens at least twice because they felt like they had the stunt person for the day. Without the budget, I mean, yeah, do it. That's yeah, and and then Diane kind of, I don't know, they 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 bump into each other and she hits the transporter and then they go away. Yes, they go away. Now here's the thing: where I think I I logged, I'm not don't have my notes in front of me, but I seem to remember writing down it was about 25 minutes or so till the end of the movie. At this point, yeah, I think so. Pushing pushing maybe 30 minutes. They transport, but they transport back to where we were at the very beginning, that mountainous desert-like region. Yeah. The, the, the place they paid, they paid to be. Yes. Basically. That's the, the, you point the camera in one direction. Don't turn it too much because you will see houses and roads and stuff. like. Just point it in that direction and that direction and we'll be cool. And, the, and I'm pretty say, well, I guess you guys would agree with me on this, that it's pretty safe to say. They would have the way the production schedule would have run <laughs> that the stuff at the beginning was shot at the exact same time as that stuff at the end because yes. no because you think it well because just everything about it seemed exactly the same so they did and they spent about thirteen to fifteen of the yeah, remaining because, thirty minutes talking the backstory for the backstory of yeah. Chaser yeah who is apparently tell him Peter. The inventor of the condom. Which is what apparently put him in God's good graces to begin with. Because originally the implication was uh, he was on his way downtown to, quote, Heavenly Kid. And he apparently was the inventor of the condom, which I guess helped God forgive him. Obviously, this movie was not uh, screened for the Legion of Decency. Uh, and no, no. because <laughs> actually there, there was one line here too that I kind of liked where she when he te- when she, when he tells her this that he's uh, I, I I invented something she's oh what oh, then I invented the condom she oh okay I'm kind of impressed and then he says really you want to make out and then she says no I'm not that impressed yeah because at least the that's timing the, at least the timing on that joke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I didn't laugh, but I, me- I actually, I remember you, I'm glad you brought that up, because I remember when they said it, my thought was, oh, at least the timing was good. Yeah, I mean, just the way you say it. Is it yes, it, yes. I mean, oh, yes. really? You want to so make I mean, out? The actors, I felt like, weren't really the issue here, at the grand scheme of things, with what they had to work with. No, no. Yeah. I, and also, I, I really feel remiss that, A, I haven't said remiss in the last couple episodes, I don't believe, but B, that... I would be remiss and am remiss because I did not do enough research on the people behind the scenes on this because I think if I had and then I did that, you know, put it in the context of understanding that, you know, they had scraped together their family's life saving. You know, this is some passion project. I might have a different take on it right now. I'm going under the assumption this is a sort of canon film scenario. (laughs) Yeah, let's see. Uh, it was initial critical reception was poor. What? Screened no. as part of their 25th anniversary project, Paul Freitag Fay of Daily Grindhouse wrote, it was the type of film that sets up a mythology for the sake of a few jokes and then doesn't give a shit about it. 
I'd say that <laughs> is accurate. Yeah, it's. Oh wait, they actually turned it into a stage musical. What? Oh yeah, I read that too. I did read that part. Yeah. Holy shit! How can that happen? 2011. Oh, wow. There's a web series on YouTube that documents the creation process of. Oh, okay. Oh, oh the 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 stage musical. Okay. I thought it was about the movie. Damn it. I I don't I don't know. How do you make this into a light. play? I don't. I don't know. It. They add they add twenty songs. That's what it says. The mu- the musical features over twenty songs and a revamped storyline. I I guess they changed the whole set. Basically, I don't know. I have. Well, it gave it a plot or something. Probably. I I don't I don't even know. The, even Joel gave up on this. He's gone. Oh wait, what? Oh, I'm back. Oh, he no, left. No, he I, I, I was. He, I was. He didn't want to, want to be a part of this. And I just screw this movie. I'm going home. You know what? I guess I don't know. I always come back to. I feel bad because I knew somebody put their heart and soul into this. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I yeah. feel bad. Yeah, I, I feel bad that that's all I got, and that I, I want to then focus on the fact that oh, and then the transporter finally works, and conveniently, the first thing they do is show up at a strip club just so we could have some tatas for like two seconds, and then. Boom. We. I, I. I guess it was. If if it had been. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it doesn't really. Nothing. It doesn't really end. I mean, they, they. They. Satan is pissed because he's leaving her again. And well, we forgot. Uh, it turns out that the back. Well, the backstory. Well, let's say the backstory. Backstory was Chaser yeah. and the devil had an affair. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he leaves her. Because he, because God told him to. Basically, <laughs> God called him. He wanted to talk to him, and and he left her, and he he left her a little a little tip. He, yeah, basically, he treated her like a prostitute. Yes, and a woman scorned is just a dangerous. Even woman. if that woman is technically Lucifer, which means that technically she's a fallen angel, which means technically she wouldn't have human emotions, which means technically it wouldn't even be a she, which means no, 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 no. you are putting too much into this. Doing what? Are you, what, what are you doing? <laughs> What, what is this? I don't know. I, I, I guess I, so she's pissed royally. And here's the thing: it's one thing for a movie that's made now. It's still hard to make a movie. Period. End of story. Having yes. done it, it's hard. If you could do it, I say kudos to you. I could just say that for this movie, it's hard and nasty. It's hard and nasty, nasty business. For this movie, though, I, I guess it was almost like it didn't quite cross the threshold of being so bad. It's then good again. No, it wasn't bad enough. I think that's what it is. It's almost like had it taken it to another level of bad, like the Miami Connection level, you'd feel as if, okay, I could, this is awesome. It should have lived up to its VHS cover, basically, yes. because that looks good. Yeah. And, and, even the trailer. And in a, yeah. And I mean, I, I still like this a little bit, weirdly enough. To, to the point where you'll watch it again? Uh, <laughs> la- watched, later. Watch the trailer. Uh, uh, later. <laughs> uh, a lot later, perhaps. Uh, maybe along the line. Maybe. 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 Yeah. I'm not sure. I have. I. I have seen this before. Okay. Uh, way back on VHS, and it's a. It's hard to track down, and I'm not. Even I mean, it's not even resolution to the damn thing. No, no, no. 
we were getting to that. Yeah, right. Uh, she's pissed, and she's pissed again because he's basically well, going to leave her again. I guess it's for Maggie. I mean, the demon, the devil comes out of Maggie, and therefore... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah and then... Uh, then the devil kind of escapes, yeah. and uh, Diane asks why he let her go. It's because if he catches her, he has to go to purgatory or hell, and or the chase would be over. And he kind of lo- loves her, and Satan loves him, and they want to go on to have more adventures. So he's not even hell. a hero. Hell, I don't know. Why do you make me explain this? Because what he's basically saying is, I would rather people suffer. Uh, yeah. 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 Then yeah. to yeah. end this and to end this thing. Yeah. So uh, basically, he's worse than Satan is. Yes. In a sense, yeah. Satan's just doing Satan's thing. We right. expect that of Satan. We, God's bounty hunter. We would expect. I don't know something <laughs> decency. See, here's the thing. I, I, I was for some reason probably because of the uh, and I again air quote fingers here spiritual aspects of this motion picture. I was reminded of Heavenly Kid. Now, I will say up front, I acknowledge Heavenly Kid is not exactly high art or great cinema. Shut your mouth. But <laughs> I have a fondness for it in my heart. Now, part of that's a and d talking because I grew up with it. Had I grown up with this one, maybe I'd feel differently. But I guess with Heavenly Kid, despite the issues that are there, you never doubted, okay, who's the protagonist? You had a pretty good idea. Uh, you know who was you know the catalyst for the the protagonist to have these situations happen to him to these obstacles he has to overcome he has at least an, a character arc uh you know i mean there's a beginning middle and end mm-hmm. sort of vibe to the thing and i think that's what i found it would have been fine if chaser had been the main character okay i actually wouldn't sure. even have yeah, a problem yeah. with that but we should have gotten all this stuff on the front end yeah, I mean, the, the movie kind of just starts and it kind of just ends. There's and then no... why why even set up a thing where he's beginning to care about people? Like there was that whole yeah. thing of yeah, yeah, character yeah. change. Exactly. Now when it, when the devil's like, oh, now you care. When did you start caring about people? Yeah. And you get that this girl all of a sudden makes him want want to be a hero. Yeah, which I'm cool with. I, I mean, it's a trope, but nothing. I'm cool with that trope. I actually like it. But then it's all erased at the, but then it, the yeah. entire thing is erased at the end. Well, are, yeah. are you referring to uh, because of what he says or because when he becomes a beam of light, he takes the time to come back and go up her skirt? No, I would have did that. That's fine. Okay. I'm talking about uh, the whole thing of just letting the devil go just so he could chase her again because he doesn't want to go to... Jesus. It's interesting Jesus. you guys took it that way. I actually, I actually took that to be because he did care for her, and if he did that, that would be the end of her, and therefore he didn't want her. Although you could argue, was he in love with her, or was he in love with the body that she had possessed? Exactly. When Yeah, see? See, now you're getting into weird territory, because you don't know. Okay. Jesus takes the wheel. <laughs> No, I think the God Chaser is a selfish man. Well, I just, think that, yes, uh, I think that was established pretty well that he was yeah. a, he was a selfish. That, that's basically. In fact, he's the director. He, I could see him being the director, like the voice of the, the whoever wrote it, who's <laughs> had problems with women before. You think so? Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know. I keep coming back to. I feel there's a part of me that, and I know this is. 
people were out there like, well, who cares? If it's, it's a crap movie, just say it's a crap movie. But I don't know. There's that part of me that just it's like I know how hard it is to make one. Even if it's not great, it's still hard. I, mean, I know. I also hate the fact that the final movie that we're doing for 2015 is this. Well, yeah. Well, the the final movie for the Forgotten Flicks remembers the final movie we're doing will hopefully be better. So, well, that's true for our bonus episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can you imagine if Can you imagine if Force Awakens wasn't? The game? Oh. You shut your mouth. Don't say that. Shh. Just shh. Don't well, then I feel like we should probably wrap this one up. Let's button it up. Okay. Uh. Fine. <laughs> I was right. I thought a feeling. It's like, there's no way. There's no way this is going to be one of those one and a half hour deals. There's no <laughs> way. No, I don't mean it. it it's like, and you asked me before if I'm gonna if I'm gonna see it again. I think I might have to reevaluate that answer. I might see bits and pieces. I might see Frida's uh, the, the one the sound clips, and that might be. I could just it. send you the sound clips. <laughs> no, I think I can find it myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's lying, he's not going to really watch it. Again. No, I don't think so. I was, I was, I, I thought my memory of it was better than this. Have and, you seen uh, the po- poster that they have on IMDb for this? It's a weird yeah. poster because it's, it's not the movie we saw. No, go see, go watch the the, the VHS poster on the Wikipedia. Oh, that's way better. Like that's, that's, oh, that's the original poster. The original posters. Yeah. I remember seeing that at the video store. I, that poster's great. Yeah, and that's yeah. not the movie we saw either. No, it's not. <laughs> no, but at least that poster gives you hope. But this poster doesn't even make sense. I'm trying to figure what that no. even is. I don't even I don't know. know. It's the it's the title, and then I don't are know. They, what are they the, are those chili crap. peppers on fire? Seriously, that's what it looks like. It looks like two chili peppers. Are they rose? It's a rose. It's a rose on fire against it a is. black background. That's what it is. Oh, yeah, it is. And Why? I'm trying to see what the catchphrase is because it's kind of. Hold on. See I can't watch. Oh, there is something there. You it says have the to, devil made her do it. Oh, that's wait. it. That's the original tagline. Isn't oh, that, it? Might, uh, that might be a tagline, yeah. Oh, the devil made the devil made her do it. Not that she minded. That's what it is. Yeah. Oh. Ha, ha. Wait, yeah. hold on. Wait. Oh, dude, Daryl, nail dude. on the head, my friend. What? On the under under IMDb's crazy credits. Mm-hmm. It, it in the credits it said the movie is dedicated to all girlfriends from hell everywhere with love. Told you. <laughs> Told you. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, and I did like I did like when the cast list came up. I did catch it. Did you see what it said? It said cast, and then in parentheses it said in order of agents demands. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good. You don't see that every day. No, that was pretty good. So, uh, so the last regular episode of the year. Huh? So, uh, well, hold on. We didn't get Daryl's final thoughts. Um. <clears throat> I look forward to retro geeks. <laughs> yeah, you ready to get a little retro movie geek action going on? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, what we'll do is we'll have obviously this episode will go out, and then we will have the intro episode for Retro Movie Geek, which will not be our. We won't really be covering any movies per se with that one, uh, but that will be our. I don't know. Should we combine that with the whole Force Awakens thing? Maybe. What if we should? <laughs> Because we? we're going to release. We? 
Yeah, this will give us a chance to have yet another episode. Oh, well, that's true. Because God knows after this one, people are going to want more. (laughs) Um, So... I think I think no. uh, Daryl is in full on uh, delirious mode. This movie has done it to him. That or the eighteen-hour uh, uh, bus ride that he endured. Wee 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 Yeah. Okay. I, I will say no, but, that. It's but th- but can, can we all just agree on? Uh, I mean, uh, just looking back at the year quickly, we've done some pretty good movies, and we've done some movies that weren't all that good. So Guardian. when you say good movies, you mean munchies. When you say not so good, you mean can't buy me love. <laughs> and uh, the, uh, they haven't all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and on that no, but, but but the best part has been the discussions about them. So uh, yes. even though they're bad, we've had some fun discussions. Yes. Uh, even though some of us hate movies that are actually good, mm-hmm. can't buy me love. Oh, I I do still think that perhaps because when I was editing the Wraith episode. And yes, Nathan, I did say editing. When I was editing the Wraith episode, I honestly cried. I was laughing so hard at that final <laughs> bit and Peter's reaction to it about the whole car thing. That was just oh, that that was one hour, 24 mark minute. That was, that was I still, I that still was have it locked down in my mind. That was great. Yeah, actually. <laughs> well, I will say I will say for me, girlfriend from hell, I, I will never see it again. Um, I, I can appreciate, I can appreciate that somebody worked on this and, and, and I always feel I have to add that I appreciate anybody who's willing to put themselves out there and I respect it. I don't necessarily have to like it, but I respect it and I respect you. Oh, mighty filmmaker who is willing to put it on the line and put yourself out there. Cause let's be honest, most people aren't. So the fact that you're willing to. I say kudos to you. This yeah, did, I mean, the, didn't work again, for me. The, the humor, I couldn't really... Uh, That's what uh, it was. It was It was just yeah. over the top. I almost think that originally, I don't know how true it is, because, you know, IMDb trivia is what it is. But supposedly, this was originally called Babysitter from Hell, and they uh, it was going to be a babysitter who's tormenting these little kids, and I almost got the vibe that it would be more of a horror film, but then due to budgetary reasons, and you know, let's be honest, working with kids is going to be a heck of a lot harder and more expensive... So they opted to do this so they could use the more adult themes. But I think a babysitter from hell, because actually the brilliance of that would be you that now have turned the trope around. Because usually it's a babysitter being tormented in a horror movie. Making her the villain could be awesome. But so we're back to the yes, yeah, back to the filmmaking. That's right. Yes. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's like. Uh, I mean, comedy is hard. Oh, it's very. Uh, nice. I mean, uh, yeah, and I mean, uh, it's like uh, w- with uh, stand-up. I mean, if you you can tell jokes am- uh, among your friends and uh, sure. everybody laughs and have sure. fun, but when you stand in front of a crowd and you you tell the same jokes, that's not always funny. And yeah. that th- th- it's kind of like what this movie feels. It's like a bunch of friends that made a movie. To, oh, let's put this joke in. This is funny. Oh, yeah, we laughed a lot about that. Blah blah blah, and. When puss, com- puss. When puss, when what puss, puss comes to shove. When puss when comes, puss to, shove. comes, to, shove. comes to shove. Oh, puss, puss comes to shove. <laughs> when, 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 when puss comes to shove, you know what you hear? You hear. Daddy, that's nasty. You sure do. I think of that. <laughs> no, I mean it, it's not it's not as funny as they thought. Uh, well, uh, it, 
on paper. I think this was one of those that they probably had a lot of fun making. That's yeah. my guess. Yeah, I think that's what uh, what it is. They had fun putting. Oh, let's put this joke in here. Yeah, that's really fun. Yeah, remember what you said last week. Yeah, put that in there too. And then when the uh, the lights went up in the theaters and people was sitting there dumbfounded or asleep as I was. Not that I saw it in the theater, but uh, yesterday I was asleep when I watched this. <laughs> so uh, so was Daryl. Yeah, that's the. I kept falling asleep. I didn't. I yeah. actually I stayed awake through the duration. Yeah. You probably watched it standing up. I might have been on a treadmill. I'm just kidding. See, see. No, I, I was so snugly in my uh, my couch, and that was a mistake. Yeah, probably. I, I think the the real problem was, and this is a lot. This is indicative of a lot of movies. There's a lot of movies from this time period too. A lot of straight yeah. to video stuff where the comedy is so broad, it's so over the yep. top. It's the whole slapstick and slapstick. I am I am a fan of Three Stooges. I am a fan of slapstick, but that is one of those things that is really so shockingly hard to pull off well because right. yep. it gets stupid real fast. And, <laughs> and and then you combine that with the one dimensional characters, like the whole Bible thumper thing and the uh, the. The social anxiety thing. I just, I get it. I get what they were trying to do, but it just didn't work for me. Yeah, it's it's a line of you could go from, you know, take my wife, please. You know, you could do jokes like that for so long before they just become. Unless you're Roddy Dangerfield and then you can do it with that face and you can. Right, you got it. But But then someone else can do them and they just sound like you're just, you're just better and in pain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I guess in the end, what we're saying is, girlfriend from hell. Uh, run, run away. Got it. Yes. So, gents, uh, D- Daryl, you want to tell the beautiful people? And yeah, I said it again, the beautiful people, because there are no ugly people that listen to this show. The beautiful no. people where they can find more of your wonderfulness. Wow. That's just nasty. <laughs> Um, you can find, you go to Taylor Network Podcast, and you can find me on quite a few of the podcasts that are on the network, and there are plenty of other podcasts on the network that are great as well that I'm not on. So you can yeah, he's just saying that he doesn't really believe it though. No, but I'm not going to say that. Okay, good point. He's re- he's really on all of them. Just he's always there lurking. Yeah, watch Peter. Yes, where can the beautiful people find you? Well, they could go to the ForgottenFlicks.com site and listen to me there or write. write. Well, they can write to me, too. Sure, they could. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. but uh, they can read what I've written. Damn it. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, what? 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 I was, no, I was literally just clearing my throat. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that, was I, not, that was not a code. That was not a hint. That damn. Was, okay. <laughs> You've done it before, so I was like, okay, okay here it comes. <clears throat> <clears throat> No, uh, yes, the, yeah, that is where you can find Peter, as yes, well as in here, Sweden. But, yes, and in my closet. Of course, in a closet in Sweden. That's the other place yeah. you can find him. Fighting the storms. Nah, it's, uh, it's, 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 no, there's no wind, but it's cold. Yes. Oh. Because apparently so, uh, Peter lives in an environment more tumultuous than uh, Tornado Alley. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's been uh, it's been moist too. Let's put it that way. Oh, and oh instead my. of rain, well, I was being kind. It's been raining for a couple of days, and now it all of a sudden it's freezing. So going to work tomorrow will be fun. I always love that uh-huh. line in Throw Mama from the Train. The night was moist. <laughs> yeah, 
that would have so many meetings. We can always hope. Yes. <laughs> I am also to be found at ForgottenFlix.com and in the uh, uh, upcoming RetroMovieGeek.com. I will tell you now, if you go to that at the airing of this, it's feasible. There will be nothing there. So just let me know. Uh, it will be there by the first week of January. But as of this recording, as we're recording this when this goes out, which again will be December 16th-ish, 2015, yeah. it may not be live yet. Nope. But it will be there. So. It will and we'll have the first episode of that is going to go out in the beginning of January. That will be a weekly, at least at the beginning, a weekly podcast. Uh, that's why Forgotten Flicks is going hiatus, just so we can focus on that one for a little bit. And then Forgotten Flicks will come back with a vengeance, much like Montezuma's revenge. Mm-hmm. And with more forgotten goodness. Yes, and that's the thing. is That's really the real one of the big reasons why is because there's a lot of movies that are you know, bigger movies that we wanted to cover and, and Retro Movie Geek will afford us that. Plus, we intend to have the you know, retro-related news, which I need to talk to both of you about uh, after I pause this, and also just <laughs> other little things and, you know, having guests on and maybe get an interview here and there. Yeah, stuff like that. I, I almost, not a variety show, but I see it as being a little bit more segmented even than this one is. Uh, so we'll see. Or it may just end up being an hour and a half of us talking about one movie and <laughs> not the other stuff. We'll see how it goes. We'll see, oh, how, we'll see how it goes. Uh, but we, th- we, we will at least try to be mildly entertaining. Well, yes. As entertaining as we're capable of being. Uh, I will yeah. say that Forgotten Flicks will probably veer even more into the land of the forgotten. Uh, especially after watching that Electric Boogaloo documentary because I really feel like there was a lot of Golan Globus titles that we could cover that would be... Break in. Oh, breaking two electric boogaloo, mm-hmm. yeah. gentlemen. Do you have yes. any any final 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 words before we sail off into the sunset? Uh, the, the sunset here a long time ago. I know. You owe me a phone charger. <laughs> the girlfriend from hell broke it. <laughs> Thanks for listening, and for even more retro movie goodness, be sure to subscribe on iTunes, and feel free to leave a review. It helps more people find out about the show. And a special thanks to JV at YourSecretIdentity.com for all the fantastic music you've heard throughout this show. So swing on by ForgottenFlix.com, where we've got great retro reviews, articles, games, tons of past podcast episodes and interviews, and more. <laughs> <laughs>